Welcome to Morning Combos with Ali Sheen. Welcome to Morning Combos. I'm your host, Ali Sheen. And for the next three episodes, I'm going to talk about the greatest president in modern history, probably of all time. Of course, I'm referring to Donald Trump. But uh, it's going to take three parts. That's because it's so much to go into with Donald Trump. In this part of this, uh, in this episode, I'm going to uh, discuss what most people see about Donald Trump and the narrative about Donald Trump, about his racism, his misogyny, his xenophobia. We're going to discuss that now. So let's get started. Ever since Donald Trump ascended that escalator, the media has bridled him with false accusations of racism, sexism, and xenophobia. They started with his speech in which he said that Mexico doesn't bring their finest, you know the rest. The president, however, was factually correct. Each of the elements that he described have entered illegally into our country every year and still do. And he factually pointed out that it's not all Mexican people, of course. But this truth doesn't matter to the fake news media. They wanted to paint Trump as a xenophobic as xenophobic, and saw every opportunity to do it. During the debates, they played on that and sexism, focusing on Trump's battle with women, namely Rosie, Rosie McDonald, Megan Kelly, and Carly Fiorona. Now, in the previous video, I said that, and I still believe that Trump is a little chauvinistic. Chauvinistic in that he loves being male and thinks that being male rocks. But unlike a sexist, he doesn't think that the male gender is superior and does not dislike the female gender or have any biases at all towards them. President Trump, with the exception to the smallest extent uh, Ronald Reagan and Nixon, is the first Republican in a long time not to be a pussy. Previous Republicans have allowed the Democrats to set the narrative about their party. And that is what the establishment, the deep state, if you will, hates the most about President Trump. He doesn't care about political norms. He will, to steal a praise from the WWE, show ruthless aggression towards anyone that dares to oppose him. He doesn't care if you're male or female, black or white, rich or poor, straight or gay, adult or child, if you come for him, you will get handled. Attacking women who attack you doesn't make you a sexist. But if you think that women are too fragile to undertake a verbal joust with a man, you might be sexist. Only the media can attempt to call someone out on sexism using sexist ideology. Which brings me to another thing that Democrats want you to believe. And that's that he's a racist. One of the first things that they'll bring up to call him a racist or to prove his racism was his 1973 case about discrimination against black and minorities. Trump has vehemently denied this and stated that he didn't want welfare recipients, not black people, but welfare recipients in the, uh, his building. Trump filed a $100 million counter suit against the Justice Department for defamation. 
Both sides eventually settled. And in 1975, Trump agreed to a consent decree whereby, whereby no admission of wrongdoing would be given. However, his management company was ordered to take out ads telling ethnic minorities that they were welcome to seek housing at Trump's properties. Leftists like to point to this, but in true democratic fashion, they hypocritically ignore their party's actual racism on in a similar issue. One year before Trump made this uh, deal with the government, current Democratic minority leader Chuck Schumer was running for a seat in the New York State Assembly. At this time, Flatbush was populated by mostly whites and Jews. There was in the center a series of apartment buildings on Avenue K from East 12th to East 15th Street, whose tenants were almost 100% black. Chuck Schumer promised these white and Jewish residents that were worried about their safety because of this big pocket of Negroes. So Chuck Schumer uh, promised to move the blacks away. He did this under the guise of helping the underprivileged blacks who were living in what he deemed unlivable conditions. So he moved the blacks to the projects while he re renovated their building, turned them into co-ops and condos, and to really show what kind of racist prick he was, he offered the old tenants he kicked out first dibs on the condos that he knew they couldn't afford. But he wants to call Trump a racist. Another thing that never Trump is point to is his quest for justice for the Central Park jogger. It was a heinous attack that I spoke about in, in detail in the previous episode of the podcast. And as I said there, the Central Park Five are guilty. Trump has nothing to apologize for. The fact that the Central Park Five, the Central Park Five have any defenders is proof of the success of media propaganda. But even if you believe serial rapists, degenerate, uh, I think they Jose Reyes, um, and think that the five did not commit the rape, even though they doubt to that, but let's just say that they didn't, they most certainly were guilty of the other assaults in which they were charged and convicted. If it had not been for a beef between the lead prosecution, Linda Fierstein, and the, the one that was taking care of the case, I forgot her name, her name is not escaping me at this point, but if it wasn't for their beef, those other charges wouldn't have been dropped. So no, this does not show that Trump is a racist. But it does show but it, that how the media can manipulate people to believe what they are told by them instead of the facts that exist. Every black politician or person of color Trump has gotten into disagreements with has been seen by the media or portrayed rather by the media as racist. And, and then the same thing with women, like with women, the fact that they would go that... Uh, the fact that they used uh, the fact that uh, black men and women, I guess, are are so weak and stuff that they cannot handle a verbal attack from a rich white person. How condescending is it that they treat us as like we're children? And when it comes, especially when it comes to standing up for yourself, 
the media just gushes when a person of color says something against Trump. It's just like a child taking his first steps or his first words. Like, it's, oh, did you see how AOC stood up to Trump? Oh my God, it's so amazing how Cory Booker and Kamala just told him more. Oh, did you see Rashida Tlaib say impeach that motherfucker? It was so precious. They make me sick with that shit. Trump never says anything racist, but the media spins it that way. Whatever it is that he says to a person of color. When Trump got into a beef with uh, the do-nothing Democrat, the late Elijah Cummings, Trump rightfully and factually called called him out for the horrors of Baltimore. Democrats made that fact racist instead of focusing on the real systemic issues in Baltimore. The same city that Bernie Sanders called a disgrace and a third world nation. But, of course, he wasn't deemed a racist. The media never gave Trump the credit he deserves. Every newscast is designed to berate the president in some way or, or another. Expecting honesty from the media is a fool's goal. Take Charlottesville Live, for example. The media still, to this day, says two lies. One, that the majority of, of, of uh, Democrats still believe, too, also. One of them was that Trump says, speaking of white supremacists and neo-Nazis, that they were good people. And second, that the president refused to denounce white supremacists and neo-Nazis. Both things are false. The media must think that Americans are dumb and will blindly believe what they are told. The sad part is, this is most of the time the case. In spite of video and a transcript, both of the lies still persist. For one, there were four groups in Charlottesville that day. First, I'll talk about the good ones. And those were the two groups that Trump was referring to. Those were the people that were against and those that were for the removal of the statue. The bad ones and the other two groups that were there was Antifa and the Proud Boys with some neo-Nazis and white supremacy groups. Those groups came there for violence and got it and did and, and nothing more. It wasn't there for they didn't come for a discussion or nothing like that. They came for violence, and that's what happened. The president unequivocally that day denounced white supremacy and neo-Nazis in those words. He did not mince words with them. This doesn't fit the leftist media narrative that they wanted to get out, so they ignore it and push their false narrative. They count on the 60-something million people that voted for Hillary Clinton to believe any lie given about Trump. To them, they believe y'all are useful idiots defending and spreading their divisive propaganda. In the same way, Trump's beef with the squad. If you read the tweet, there was nothing racist in it, nothing xenophobic in it. If people were being honest, and, and gave the honest account of the thing of the tweet, you will see that it was him being sarcastic. His tech was basically him trolling the squad. Only an idiot or corrupt race baiting Democrat could see anything else in that text. I said before 
The days of Republicans bending over and grabbing their ankles as the Democrats go to town on them is over. Trump has ushered in a new era of Republican politics where they can fight just as dirty as the Democrats and it not cost them in the ballot box. They can weather the leftist attack through the media because they will come. Guaranteed they will come. But they have a lot better chance now of, of, uh, of weathering that storm. Trump has received uh, so much negative press that would have ended the campaign or the presidency of any other person. Now, uh, of any other person. Now, before I, w- I want to make this point, and this is, and this is, no one knows for sure, but Donald Trump, if he's a racist. But none of the information that has been given by the people, by the news, the, the news points to, to say, oh, Trump is racist, proves that he is racist. He has spent his life working around and hanging out with people personally, in his personal life, of, of, of people of color, all his life. He gave for free Jesse Jackson office space in his Trump Tower, uh, Trump Tower building, right on Wall Street, prime Manhattan real estate. He gave to Jesse Jackson who at the time, I mean, he was somebody, but really a nobody. He was in nothing for him to give it to him, but he gave it to him for free, not discount, for free. That doesn't sound so something a racist would do. It wasn't until he ran for office that the slander began. If Trump is a racist, he's the world's worst racist. Will you take into account how he has improved the lives of African Americans? more so than any other president in history since Abraham Lincoln and his Emancipation Proclamation. And that is a fact. But I'm going to end this part of the discussion. On the next episode, I will discuss the Russian hoax and uh, the witch hunt that we had to endure for two years. Thank you for joining me and enjoy the rest of your morning. Thank you for watching my podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Radio Public, and anywhere else podcasts are found. Like my page, Ali Sheen's Playground, on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram, Ali Sheen's underscore Playground underscore. And subscribe to my YouTube channel, Ali Sheen's Playground. Let me know your opinion on this episode and any other episode. Till next time, enjoy your day.